Hey everyone and welcome to episode 2 of the Vegan Enlightenment Podcast. Are you listening? Hi there everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode where we let you into my diet. What I eat in a day and why. First thing first, I still suffer with ME, chronic fatigue syndrome, IBS, brain fogs and multiple chemical sensitivity and that affects me daily. The good news, a clean vegan diet helps a lot. Usually I get up around 7am, I brush my teeth, shower, wear pure cotton clothes and then drink very slowly, so I mix it with my saliva, a glass of room temperature spring water. I like to mix the water with my saliva so it digests better and it doesn't just attack my stomach out of nowhere. Everything I consume, everything I consume, I really try to keep to room temperature. As too hot or cold surely leads to lesions in our bodily tissues, keeping in mind that the body is a living biological tissue and like cooking apples in a saucepan and seeing how they change their structure and get cooked, so is the body. If we throw in too hot or freezing foods and drinks, we can expect some form of bodily harm. This brings me to the point of flavor and excitement. Sure, food is a great source of satisfaction, but having a highly functioning body is even more so. So although hot and cooked food um, tastes amazing and it's exciting, but having a functioning body is much more. Have you tried going on a trip uh, where you suffer from flu-like symptoms such as muscle aches, um, back aches, um, and generally feeling run down and not healthy, not comfortable, not well? This will make the trip not so exciting. Trust me, it happened to me a few times. Even if it is to an amazing festival or visiting a new country where you know you're going to explore new places, if you're unwell, it's not great. And, and if, if, of course, the illness is not due to what you eat, if you had an accident or, or you're already uh, in a chronic situation, then usually you don't go on a trip or you don't plan. But if you can plan a trip or you're supposed to go to a trip and simply because you've been eating wrongly over time and abusing the body and, and you realize your knees are not the same, your stamina is not the same, your body is, is falling apart, then that's not fun because you're going to miss out. We may say, uh, or our mi- minds at least, uh, today... I'm fine, surely I can enjoy some unhealthy foods. However, it is the daily meals and habits and practices that sustain us being well. I like to think about it like a train track. Every time, um, every good meal builds a further smooth riding train, but an unhealthy, inattentive meal can lead to a glitch. And although a glitch is usually self-correcting, so if you had a something wrong in a meal or every few, uh, every now and then something that is not really great, then of course the body can correct it uh, or hopefully it can. But a few of them together and making a habit of wrong foods, regular consumption of wrong foods can lead to a crisis. But there is a lot of conflicting information out there on what a good diet is. Using logic, intuition, and learning from species that still occupy the lands we evolved on should give us some directions. 
Additionally, it is widely accepted that a clean and processed diet is a key to good health and longevity. Let's explore intuition for a second and our closest living relatives. If we're placed in a tropical environment, our senses will soon guide us to the beautiful fruits and vegetation around us. Although there will be um, animals too, actually similar ones which we think it's okay to send to slaughterhouses and consume from our supermarkets, here in this tropical environment it won't even cross our mind to butcher them. Quite the opposite in fact. We will appreciate their existence and enjoy the fresh fruits, berries and greens which our hands, teeth and stomach were evolved to enjoy just as the great apes do. But most of us live in colder climates than the tropics. This is a challenge and therefore a clean plant-based vegan diet is even of greater importance as perhaps we are more susceptible to the cold weather challenges. With all of this in mind, what food are we left with? Ideally, from my personal experience, a raw diet is incredible. It's packed with living nutrients, enzymes and flavors. I also noticed from my own experience, blood flow seems best on a raw vegan diet, as nothing in it can clog your arteries. And when we think about it, a raw vegan diet consisting of fruits and vegetables mainly, it's like consuming water and it's very easy for our body to move those around, to circulate it around the body in comparison to oil or animal fats. That really is, our body is 70% water and water and fats don't mix. We all remember from chemistry classes, they don't mix. And the same in our body, when we have water from fruits, from vegetables, it helps increase the flow. And I have to say that I usually suffer in winter uh, with cold hands. But on a raw vegan diet, uh, that's really not a problem. And I actually feel as if my body temperature is slightly higher uh, than when I eat cooked food. So a raw diet, although it seems cold and the food is not hot, the body seems to be able to work with it much better. Uh, Other benefits which I've noticed on a raw vegan diet, IBS symptoms... um, mostly relieved, uh, nearly no cramps or aches at all. So that's another great benefit. As, as, as I covered, because the food is mostly water, uh, which is probably the easiest form for the body to assimilate. Energy is also higher. Uh, and also the weight. If we eat food which is mainly water and fiber, our weight tends to balance over time and joint muscles aches also tend to go away it's great there's so many things i can say about a raw vegan diet and it's for you as well to research so if you are not ready for a raw vegan diet or feel you need to do more research on the subject please do i can't emphasize enough how important it is to always do your own research cross-reference call people speaking to people who are living on the diet that you are interested in or any subject you are dealing with I can recommend again uh, enough to do as much research as possible. After all, um, we are responsible for ourselves. Um, always, with all the good intentions of anyone else, we um, we are responsible for our own body uh, and our actions. What we put through our mouth has to come from what our mind understands. 
And that goes in every aspect of life. If you're planning to, 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 to buy a new electrical good, buy a house, uh, go on a holiday, practice some new habit, some meditation, some exercise routine, um, some sports, all of these things can be really beneficial, but they can also be harming. And the best way to minimize the harm and risks is by doing our own research. As well, what I found out is that when you research something, you feel you owe it, own it. And it's really easy to stay on the right track when you own something. Because let's say somebody tempts you with food which is not vegan or not healthy, you are able, when you research the suffering that goes into the production of animal products, because you own that knowledge, he empowers you and he really keeps you on the right track. So also for your health and also for the animal fur, um, that not being uh, treated fair more correctly and being slaughtered, it's best to do your own research. So if you're not feeling ready to dive into a raw vegan diet, that's not a problem. There's a great book called The Starch Solution and that was written by Dr. John McDougall. Now I'm going to read to you the following from Wikipedia about Dr. John McDougall. So Dr. John McDougall is a doctor and author who has written that degenerative disease, such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and any other long-term disease, can be prevented and treated with a low-fat, whole food, plant-based, vegan diet, especially one based on starches, which exclude animal foods and added vegetables oil. So, no oils at all, and of course, no animal products. Dr. McDougall's promotes foods such as porridge for breakfast made with a plant-based milk as oats or almonds. Though personally, um, oats are so creamy, it works really well uh, cooked in, 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 in nice spring water or filtered water. It creams and it's really, really tasty. And then you can just top it up with some dates, um, nuts, or seeds, apricots, chia seeds. It doesn't need any maple syrup, the, the fruits will naturally make it sweeter. You can chuck in some strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, whatever you fancy. It all mixes really, really well and it's so tasty. For lunch, a salad with a lentil dish also goes great. If not lentils, it can be beans or chickpeas or something with rice, rice and potatoes. Evening can include a vegan burger or a healthy spelt pasta with some greens on the side. Usually the greens should be the main, so I would put a plate full of greens at the bottom and then some pasta on top. That's me personally. And I think greens are amazing for our health. Do uh, look into them. They are an abundant source of antioxidants among many other minerals and nutrients. Once you go plant-based, the cooking options and recipes are unlimited. Really, there's so many options. There's so many spices and, and species of plants, of greens, of salads, nuts, seeds, fruits, which you, can, which you can cook with or combine. For example, have you ever heard of, of a jackfruit burger? Jackfruit, for those who are unfamiliar with, is a Southeast Asian fruit that grows on trees and it is the world's biggest fruit tree and can weigh up to 35 kilograms, which is about 80 pounds. This fruit is incredible. 
Okay, so just one example, but there's so many more examples. And by the way, jackfruit is directly related to mulberries and figs. So it's a fruit which, although many of us don't hear of regularly, it is a, from the same family of other fruits which we consume often daily. Now, sterilizing some courgettes and carrots or cucumbers to any meal really makes it a whole lot more exciting. Okay, let's go back to a raw food diet and what I personally consume in a day uh, quite regularly. So for breakfast, I will either have some watermelon or a melon or two. These are better eaten in the morning or on an empty stomach. Food combining is a topic which I really love and I see how it works so well. But perhaps it's for a future, for a future episode because it's quite a lengthy subject. Um, but again, if you want, you can just type into any search engine or YouTube or even on iTunes, uh, food combining and see what comes up. I'm sure there's many great books and other podcasts and videos on it. But one rule of thumb with melons and watermelons, which is why I said you should always eat them uh, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. They don't digest well with any other food. They, are, they go through the digestive system pretty quickly and they can cause fermentation or discomfort. And there is a saying that says, melon eat alone or your stomach will moan. Okay, so back to breakfast. So I've had my melon or watermelon, not together, either a watermelon, as much or as little as I feel I needed that morning. And then about two hours later, when it's all digested and hydrated me really well, I like a big salad. So that would be around noontime. A salad with lots of tomatoes, some spinach, carrots, courgettes, cucumbers, lettuce, rocket, seeds or nuts. I don't have seeds and nuts usually, I either have seeds or nuts. And dress with a bit of freshly squeezed lemon. It could be all of these vegetables, it can be more, can be less, can be with sprouts as well. Uh, alfalfa uh, seed sprouts, broccoli sprouts, uh, mung bean sprouts, whatever I find uh, locally to me, I have. now. But, but keeping it simple is satisfying. And I must say that after not consuming cooked food for a while, the taste buds seem to be able to taste the foods better. You get a better depth of flavor. And what more, um, when you feel great, fit, light and energetic, you enjoy your meals a whole lot more because you know you're going to continue on that road, on that journey. You're going to age gracefully. For dinners. For dinners, I may have some ripe bananas, so bananas with black spots, probably eight to ten of them. Now, I know for some of you that may sound a lot of bananas, but look up Freely the Banana Girl. She's on YouTube and she's been living on lots of fruits for quite a long time now, quite a few years, and she's in great shape. And remembering back to where we evolved from and how many figs or bananas a day our closest closest living relatives consume. Think of the um, uh, bonobos and um, and chimpanzees. How many figs uh, they have in a day? These periods in their in their lives where they go the whole for few for, for like in a season uh, for few weeks on a certain fruit until the trees are empty of that fruits. Okay, and it's the way nature works. They the fruit. 
um, and when they uh, poop it, they fertilize the land with it, with the seeds from the fruit. So it it's really works symbiotically. It it's feeds them as it can feed us, it nourishes them so they can travel far and spread the seed of the fruit and fertile the land. So I know this all may be uh, new to some of us. So please again do research and have a look at the offers and books which I'm going to leave in the descriptions of the episode. If I don't have the bananas, then I'll have a green salad with two avocados. Again, similar salad to lunchtime with some uh, greens, maybe not so much tomatoes, maybe more lettuce and rocket, courgettes and two avocados, good two size avocado and that usually set me for the night really really nicely. You may ask what about seasoning, I haven't mentioned salt and pepper and turmeric and gingers and onions and stuff like that. With seasoning where I stand is that anything that can overexcite our taste buds can lead to overconsumption and therefore can tax our digestive tract and in turn can potentially affect the rest of the body health and functionality. And so I personally leave out the salt, the sugars, the cream sauce and oils. Our health and well-being should be extremely important to us. I believe that we are uh, here on earth to serve those around us and to support, to support each other. And if we ever want to be of help to anyone, we must first look after our very on health and body and we do that with the habit and with each bite at a time i thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and if you've got any question please leave a comment below <music>